Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, there's yet another update in the story that we've been following having to do with Amy Robach and ABC and then CBS got involved. And we're going to get you all up to speed and tell you what the new development is on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, let's go back and kind of reset the table. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, the headline is that the woman who was fired by CBS that we talked about yesterday has actually sat down and done an interview with someone. Ooh. Now, let me take a step back for those of you who don't know who that is and why we're talking about it and give you the 411. So there was a video that leaked showing uh, a journalist from ABC News, Amy Robach, complaining about the network getting in the way of her reporting on the scandal around Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. And it involved like the palace getting involved, saying they uh, put pressure on ABC. She was like letting it all out. And that video was leaked which led to some really uncomfortable, you know, moments, obviously, for Amy Robach and then mm-hmm. ABC News. And that created, you know, rightly so, um, a huge conversation on the internets and beyond because, you know, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, um, who's the other person, Matt Lauer, these stories have involved very powerful corporations, or in this case, networks. Um, trying to stop the stories from coming out. Right. So that was a thing. Then... And usually it's in the service of somebody else who's sort of involved in an ancillary way. Yeah. That they're, you know, putting the roadblock in the way of exactly. the story. So the implication from that video was that ABC prevented her and she was ticked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't really like that that was put out there, obviously, because it makes her look bad. It makes ABC look bad. Regardless, how did that video leak? Well, that then became the next part of the story. So apparently ABC found out who had access to that video, found out that that person no longer worked at ABC, and uh, contacted CBS where that person uh, was working told them this person had access to this video and CBS fired her. And I say her because she's a 25-year-old Emmy Award-winning producer who was at um, CBS named Ashley Bianco. And she um, has apparently sat down with none other than Megyn Kelly. This is interesting. So this is all sorts of interesting. Now, I don't got time for all these people. There are a lot of people going, you know, how, you know the world we live in right now? Oh, Everything everybody got to have. Everybody's got to be political about yeah. stuff. 
So just leave that all to the side. Here's what is fascinating about this story. You have a corporation interfering with journalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have them hunting down uh, a leaker and punishing that leaker by getting her fired at her current job, which is not the job that they employed her to do, which is just crazy. This is all allegations, but this is based on reporting up to this point. That's what Mm -hmm. we know. We don't know that this 25-year-old Ashley Bianco leaked the story. Right. All we know and all that's been reported is that she accessed the video wherein Amy Robach had her meltdown. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's so all none of know. the other stuff has been confirmed. So what that means is if that's true and she didn't leak that, that potentially ABC hunted her down, went to CBS and force the or not force them, but you know, out of a courtesy, mm-hmm. and uh, alerted them to the kind of unsavory character they have employed. It's almost like I mean, here's the thing: like when you take a step back from it, I think like when a person goes to get another job, they usually give references, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then the it is incumbent upon the hiring company yeah. to check with the references. Uh, and then you either hire them or don't hire them. I would say that going back to the references or having the references reach out to you after the person had been um, hired, that's maybe not the way it usually goes. Yeah, it really just this. Now, here's what we don't know. We don't know what she says to Megyn Kelly because that has not been reported on. But allegedly, Ashley Bianco sat down with Megyn Kelly. Now, what's interesting about this is that Megyn Kelly doesn't have a job, right? Right. So... Apparently, she is trying to make a comeback, and she did this interview, recorded it, and today went to Instagram and said, you guys, I did this interview with the woman who was fired by CBS after allegedly accessing this video when she worked at ABC. Uh, I'm going to put this on Instagram live, I'm assuming, is is where it will be, in addition to she has a YouTube page. It hasn't been published yet, mm-hmm. but we we don't know what this interview will contain, but I will tell you I will be eating lots of popcorn while I watch uh, it, because yes. you have the following. You have this woman mm-hmm. who was apparently like hunted down by ABC. Again, ABC, who has a news organization that routinely routinely benefits from leaks yeah right yep you have them hunting down this woman because she's a she was a leaker mm-hmm. and can we come up with a different name yeah, for leakers one who leaked <laughs> i mean the word leak is just it's just a nasty word you know the dropper of information anyway you know so you have that mm-hmm. then you have the bigger story which i still think is underreported and needs somebody needs to do a whole special on about the palace interfering yeah and saying to ABC, if you want access to Will and Kate, then you will shut this down. Mm-hmm. I need to know answers to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Megan Kelly. Why is Megan Kelly germane to this subject? Because you'll remember Megan Kelly was forced out at NBC after she made some comments about blackface. Right. But in addition, while she was at NBC, she was kind of a vocal critic of. Um, the behind-the-scenes stuff that NBC was accused of right. in relation to Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. and Matt Lauer. Exactly. And so, like, you just have all these moving parts, and they're all there interconnected. There is so much tea, and it is going to get spilled yes! everywhere. Yes! Also, can I just say, like, big snaps to Megan Kelly mm-hmm. for this get? Yeah. 
for finding this person. Well, can I tell you how and, that happened? Yeah, I would love to, but, but really quick before you get there, just say like, girl is not with a network. That she had the brilliant idea, or whoever, yeah. you know, in her orbit had the great idea to be like girl get you don't need to have a network in order to do this interview yeah exactly. get the interview and put it out there i'm like yes please okay how did it happen so uh well it's very simple ashley bianco this 25 year old emmy award-winning producer for cbs this morning who was fired after abc contacted them and said she accessed some information she wasn't supposed to allegedly um she just contacted megan kelly she contacted her directly in order to have her voice heard. So she, that makes me happy because that makes me think that this interview is going to be juicy and it's going to mm-hmm. be full of detail mm-hmm. versus somebody like, I don't recall. Like, yeah. it's not that kind of interview. She reached out to Megan Kelly. Um, is she ain't no dummy. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. keep your politics mm-hmm. away from me because there mm-hmm. are enough bad people to go around. I don't care who they voted for. Yeah. I am here for the uncovering of truth. Bring it out into the light. Yes. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to shed some light on what's in theaters this weekend. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies will be joining us after this on My Talk 107.1. We are a sucker for Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, Paul McGuire Grimes, you're here. It's great what to be up, here. Paul? Thanks it's for having me. So great to have you here, especially because I know you were up late last night. I was because what? you were seeing one of the movies we're talking about. Yeah, oh, which it's one? a good two and a half hours too. It's called Doctor Sleep. Oh, that one. Yeah, Stephen King yes. sequel. Sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, he wrote this as the follow up to The Shining, and it's in. It's about a. It's about an adult, Danny Torrance, who is dealing with the aftermath of what happened to his father. How he is now an alcoholic going through sobriety and what happens when he learns that there's a young girl that has even greater powers of the shine than he does mm-hmm. and how this other woman rose the hat is trying to kill all these kids with the shining and how dan has to kind of face those demons from the past to kind of save this little girl oh okay so before we even like get deeper yeah. into this because there's a great cast yep um but i i've been seeing a lot of interesting like pieces being written about how they use parts of the shining mm-hmm. in this movie right and how, like the lengths that they went to to make it look like the shining like the shining yeah. but also from a different perspective it's it's a tricky it's balance it is fascinating so mike flanagan who wrote and directed this adaptation you may know him from the haunting of hill house on netflix yeah. he does a lot of horror he's an amazing horror director he had to then balance the idea of creating a sequel to The Shining that Stephen King wrote and the book that Stephen King wrote, while also adhering to the fact that Stanley Kubrick's The Shining movie is drastically different than the book that Stephen King yeah. wrote. So knowing that moviegoers are going to go in expecting a Shining sequel, which is very different than the book that Stephen King wrote, both yes. books. Yep. And how does he balance all of that? And he does an incredible job of managing all of that. Can I ask, did you read the books? So I do you did. have a perspective? Yeah. Yes, I'm a massive Stephen King fan. I read both books. I've actually listened to Doctor sleep and red doctor sleep and the ending of them this movie is very different than the ending of the book he goes back to the overlook hotel because that's how the shining movie ended is that it's mm-hmm. still on the ground stephen king burned to the ground in that book anyway so in this movie the climax goes back to the overlook and how mike flanagan recreated that essentially that entire set and then reshot scenes that we know from the shining to put the danny 
Torrance character kind of back in it was incredibly well done without using just old footage right. or having a young Jack Nicholson CGI yeah. appearance. Yes. You actually have Henry Thomas in that Dan- Jack Torrance role briefly and other kids That's and another so woman that plays Wendy. And it's um, it's an incredible movie. Um, did Stephen King have any involvement? In I mean, film? he was involved as like, it being consultant in, like type. consultant mm-hmm. and Mike Flanagan is is very respectful of King's property and Stephen King was involved and is very much promoting the movie of course and it's it, like yes those are great aspects of like being in the back in the world of The Shining and that aura for me it was a movie all about recovery and sobriety mm. and how does the bottle always affect you and how do you when you have to face your past and those demons and how you turn to alcohol or whatever drug of choice you have mm-hmm. come back into play and how does Danny fight that all the time with AA and sobriety you know all of that is incredibly well done is it terrifying it's, there are terrifying moments. Yeah. yeah. It's there are gruesome moments and there are some really hard to watch scenes involving kids because you have this villain of the movie right. looking to suck the seam or the, the shine, if you will, out of these kids. One of the kids being Jacob Tremblay, mm-hmm. who we know from movies like Room. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so again, let's go back. And then Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor plays the adult Danny Torrance, and he's he is actually really good in it at kind of battling that conflict of I don't want to become my father, mm-hmm. so I need to try to remain sober while battling all these demons. And what does that inner conflict mean of wanting to get rid of your past, but then now you have to embrace this it? This is to me like the hallmark of a really good horror movie mm-hmm. is that the horror isn't just in the scary parts. It's in like the darkness of the struggle that the main character yes. is working through. And Mike Flanagan knows that, which is how we see that in The Haunting of Hell House. Right. And he knows that that's how Stephen King writes his characters is with mm-hmm. all this back stuff mm-hmm. yeah you have to deal with they're deep characters they're deep characters yeah okay so how many tickets four and a half out of five ewan is great rebecca ferguson who plays rose the hat also really great you would recognize her from like the greatest showman and the mm-hmm. mission impossible movies go see it and know that it isn't just shining 2.0 mm-hmm. this last christmas movie yes is this a good thing or a bad I thing i think it is a good thing i have been beat over this uh beat over the head with this movie right and like promos and things for months it i feels get like. it but listen you go into christmas movies with some sort of whimsical sentimental right. feel. Amelia Clark plays this kind of Scrooge-like down on her luck around Christmas time. Works at a Christmas shop. Henry Golding, charming gentleman from Crazy Rich Asians, just happens to be by the store one day and tries to kind of put the Christmas cheer back in her and tell her to look up in life and to be present. And it kind of just goes from there. Emma Thompson wrote it and plays her mother in it. Okay, so is it like a Hallmark movie that I just kind of made its way to theaters? Yeah, I would say okay. so. But I feel like I love Hallmark movies. And like right. those are cheesy. And yes, there is cheesiness in this movie, but it's full of George Michael, Wham! music, hence Last Christmas. Yep. But that's kind of what I wanted. And it brings the, that kind of Christmas spirit to maybe if you're struggling at Christmas, just to have a big smile. And they have such good chemistry in it, too. I don't hate the idea of like a schmaltzy, Hallmarky movie feature film style i I, I really don't hate that because around the christmas season are you not like all precious moments all the time right yeah but usually on my couch i don't have to get off you'll get there honey it'll it'll make its way i mean you're not getting off the couch (laughs) that's true i wish i could sit i mean lori and julia were sitting in front of me at the screening the other night and all three of us really liked it so i mean there's good music and it's they're both so good together and they they're charming as all get up what'd you get 
three and a half out of five. What'd you get? What'd you, <laughs> you know, get? it's not original, but who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's Christmas. It's like, Christmas. We don't do Big original deal. on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then there is something that you can just stay on your couch for, Bradley. Fabulous. Timothy Chalamet in a movie called The King oh, oh. on Netflix. Yes. Tell me more about so this because I keep seeing little bits and pieces. Show it's up. kind of an adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry play. So you have him playing Prince Hal, who has to take over the English throne. When he is kind of the wild child, and then now no one around him wants to listen to him and how he has to kind of prove himself against the French. Robert Pattinson gives one of the best performances of his career. Well, that's good because he needs a good performance. And he he does these types of movies where it's like, oh, yeah, you can act. You are really good. And Timothy is great as well. And I mean, it's again, it's a two hour, two plus two twenty, I think, on Netflix. So you have to kind of go in knowing you're going to be watching like a Shakespeare adaptation. Right. Not in the language of Shakespeare, Thank but God. those characters. If there's that kind of epic historical feel to yeah. it. Yeah. I love which a good you do, yeah. historical drama. So maybe if you like the Game of Thrones, you would like this. There's okay. no dragons. If you dragons, don't know anything about the Game of Thrones, you're still okay, right? Yeah, because it's not even Game of, but kind of that style. Yeah. Or, or even okay. if you don't know Shakespeare, I think you could really understand this in a way. They make okay, it accessible. So actually, that's interesting to me, like that angle mm-hmm. of it for people who maybe, because I think a lot of times people shy away if they hear Shakespeare, they go, oh, that's not for me. Right. Because you think it's going to be all smarty pants, but once you get used to the flow of Shakespeare, right. It's really, it it comes a little more easily. Exactly. But this might be a really interesting entry. It is. And it's not like you're like, where's the, there's no iambic pentameter. There's no rhyming couplets at all. Like Mm. you don't need to, like, yes, you need to listen. You need to pay attention. This isn't a folding your laundry as you're watching the movie in the background. You have to engage. But you can understand what's happening thanks to these performances. And Timothy, very quiet, restrained until he needs to kind of let it all out in the end. Interesting. All right. All right. How many ticket steps for that? Four out of five for the king. Awesome. Thank you very much. You can get that on your couch on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, Paul McGuire Grimes, are you going to be on Twin Cities Live today? I am not today? I'm off. Okay, he's off Twin Cities Live today, but he'll be back with us next, next week. Friday. And you can always see him 24-7 online at Paul's Trip to the Movies. And uh, check out You're his YouTube online. channel and the whole nine yards. Basically. All right, we'll be back after this Bye. with Crazy Stupid Idiots on My Talk 1071. We love to tell you about dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Hi. these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiot. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes where? In the state of Florida. 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 Thank oh, you. Uh, Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Where are we going first? Well, I would like to take us to Florida. Florida. And I want to tell you, did you know that there is a very popular Bible app uh, called YouVersion? Yes, I do. Do you know that? Yes, I do. Okay, I well, have it right here. Well, this Bible app has nearly 400 million downloads, and it allows allows yeah. users to form study groups within the app itself. Mm-hmm. Now, you may know that, but I don't know that everybody else Most knows people that. Probably I didn't know, know that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, uh, we need to talk about... Douglas Kersey. Okay, what did Douglas Kersey do in the Bible app? He swore, no. <laughs> um, apparently, um, 
By the way, on the Bible app, he goes by Doug K. Mm-hmm. So put a pin in that. Um, <clears throat> so steer clear of him. Is that what you're saying? Apparently, a tipster learned that Mr. Kersey or Doug K on the app. Well, let's just say he was doing some stuff on the app. <clears throat> he had a list of friends. I guess you can have friends on your app. I guess. Bible Bible friends. I, to be perfectly honest, I don't use it because it doesn't have the new revised standard version, but that's a whole different I story. I don't know what that means, but anyway, I'm going to move on. Just another version. So apparently there was this group, um, and he had a bunch of friends in his group. The only problem was these friends were all underage females. I mean, and, they like to read the Bible, too. What's the problem? Well, Doug K. Mm-hmm. is a sex offender. Oh, so um, I don't know if he had found the Jesus and was trying to share it with the young girls. I don't feel like he was even looking for it. Well, yeah, I don't know what his personal Jesus is, as Depeche, um, Mode, would Depeche say. Mode would have sung back in the day. <laughs> My own personal. Now I just want to sing that song. Um, I don't know what his personal Jesus was, but uh, unfortunately, his personal Jesus landed him in jail because he was trying to contact underage girls. Um, and, you know, he's a registered sex offender. Yeah, that doesn't he? That's no. By the way, was not supposed to do those things. And in fact, was supposed to disclose to his, uh, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's office, any email addresses, websites, and profiles to social media accounts that he was using, including the Bible app. Uh, he, he suspiciously left that one out. Exactly. Yeah. And a failure to report that information is a felony. So he's now going to be facing felony charges. And, um, you can't even let your children use a damn Bible app. That's the lesson That's the in this world story. we live in right now. Yeah. No, frankly, just cheers. I, I bet that there is a wonderful uh, prison chaplain that cannot wait to sit down with Mr. Kersey. Yeah. Well, Thank he better hope much. that's all that wants to sit down with okay. him. All right. For our next story, we are going to go to Burnsville, Minnesota. Oh, it's a yokel local. Uh, it is a local yokels. Okay. It's a trio. What's going on? Of local yokels. So there were these three guys who were like, I got to get some of the jewels from that jewelry store in Burnsville. So on November 3rd, they entered the store after hours while wearing disguises and holding sledgehammers. Oh, wait, when I said it was closed, it was not closed. What? There were three guys in disguises holding sledgehammers. They ordered people to get on the floor. They ended up smashing Many jewelry cases and taking numerous items. Now, that just sounds like a regular robbery, right? That's bad. But here's the thing that you need to know about jewelry stores. Okay. When they have some real expensive stuff. Yeah. They have some safeguards, like GPSs, that they put on the expensive stuff. So these guys... Smashed all these cases and tried to make off with the jewels. But what they had was... A GPS, which then allowed the police to track them down. Uh, they learned from the people who were there that the suspects had fled in a maroon, red or maroon van. And so they were able to find the GPS accurately and then find the maroon van in proximity oh. and apprehend 
many things, including but not limited to a bridal set, which is valued somewhere between fifteen and eighteen thousand dollars. What's a bridal set? That like would be like an engagement. Yes, it's a crystal bride and groom. No, it is like a an engagement ring that also has a wedding ring. Oh, okay. So, like, you'd buy the Got set, it. and then you use them as needed mm-hmm. um, at the appropriate times. Anyway, uh, but here's the other thing. They had cased the joint the day prior. On November 2nd, a guy came into the store asking about that very bridal set. He appeared to be, quote, very nervous while he was in the store and asked about whether additional diamonds were kept in a vault on the scene. Okay. Okay. I'm just a little word to the wise here. If you are planning on knocking over a joint, don't like give him a heads up. Give him a heads up yeah. by asking questions. Yep. Mm-hmm. In any case, the guy, by the way, did not make any purchases that day, but he did uh, help himself to the very things he was interested in the next day, along with the other two friends that he brought with him. Also, that van that they used to make the robbery, this is what makes them double crazy, stupid idiots. They had stolen. From a hotel parking lot in Bloomington earlier in the week. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the story. Okay, so... Local yokels. Well, we're going to end our story today, our crazy, stupid idiot segment, in a place that we're very familiar with. Oh. It's called Florida. Again. We're going back to Florida. We're going back to Florida. uh, Which I would actually like to be doing today because, I mean, I love you, Minnesota, but I'm a little... It's just dark and cold. I'm I'm suffering. I'm struggling. I'm not acclimating appropriately. The time change, it's hard. I'm sorry, Bradley, about all your hardships. But I'm going to take us to Florida. We're going to get warm for a few moments. And I want to tell you a story about Bigfoot. Oh, in Florida? Yeah. So it turns out Bigfoot actually lives in Florida. Who or did. Knew? In fact, we know that Bigfoot actually lived in a very specific place. Like I can tell you where Bigfoot lived in Florida. Like an address? Yes. No way. Uh four twenty two East Boynton Beach Boulevard. Wait, is this is Boynton it? Beach, Florida. Are we allowed to give away? Well, the problem is he's not there right now. And that's the crazy, stupid idiot story. So normally Bigfoot lives at 422 East Boynton Beach Boulevard in Boynton, Florida. And he lives, oddly enough, I don't know why we didn't know this years ago. People searching for him all over the place. Somebody might want to alert the, you know, yahoos in the South. Yeah. He lives in front of mattress monsters. Well, that seems exactly appropriate. Right? So there's a place called Mattress Monsters, and they have a bunch of like holiday decorations outside their store, but they also have Bigfoot. He lives there. Well, I should say he lived there. The problem is somebody kidnapped Bigfoot. No way. Yes. And I didn't know this. Did you know all this information... Just sitting there waiting for somebody to talk about it. Right Here there I have the all these people with dumb plaster casts of his feet. Turns out Bigfoot is eight feet tall. Oh, we have all of his stats. 300 pounds. Oh. And he was stolen in October from the Mattress Monsters. Where is he? I don't know. He was literally kidnapped. The, uh, In fact, Boynton Beach police say, hashtag Bigfoot is missing. Someone stole the 8-foot, 300-pound Sasquatch from in front of Mattress Monsters last month. If you've seen it, let 
uh, us know where we can find it. Call Detective Danielle Whitefield at 561-732-8116 or call Crime Stoppers at 800-458-TIPS. Okay. So, um, so if you've seen Bigfoot... 300 pounds. I mean, I feel like he would be easy to see. I agree. I will clarify, though. This is a statue. Oh. This is not the actual Bigfoot. So Okay. Also, though, so somebody stole what's a gonna 300 do pound eight foot. That, I'm almost more incensed about that that they can't find it because it seems to me that would be noteworthy. But also, like, where are you going to store that? I don't even know if I have room get, for that. Who has eight feet? Like, that's like, what I'm saying. To put him in, yeah, and like you can't do that by yourself. You got to have a friend. And does mattress monsters not have also mattress? Are you and it's monsters with a Z? Okay. Then do they not have? Did cameras? they not have a camera on Bigfoot? Right? If it's so important, anyway, maybe you should keep track. That's what I say to my kids. If it's so important to you, maybe you should keep track of it. Yeah, that well, was my mom voice. Okay, you're welcome. It's a really annoying a voice, but you know what? My kids might be listening right now, Bradley, and they would. Could you would please support my authority? No, because in this room there is none. This is... I actually happen to agree. Okay, good. What do you got? You know what I got? I got Donnie Love waiting to administer the throwback live. Oh, yeah. We're going to play the throwback live after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.